0: Welcome back to Rural Queensland today on the Resonate Broadcast Network. Uh, Georgie Somerset, Ag Force President, joins us this morning. Uh, Georgie, how was your Easter break? Oh, it was great.
1: I was actually home and and autumn has arrived seriously in the South Burnett. We, um, I don't know, we had the echo winds, but we also had a real drop in temperature. But uh, no, it's just great to be here. We've uh, We've got some good green feed and so that's a really nice sort of way to be going into winter and weaning and things for us.
0: Obviously, um, not everywhere is the same, but it's a a pleasant, pleasant change that you're going into winter in in that kind of good position. Can we talk? Agforce have been really strong, and we spoke with David Littleproud as well about this last week. The aged care situation is something of some concern. um, And it's better to nip it at the jump before it gets right out of control, and because it's going to take some time. But there is some concern that, you know, aged care, and we just haven't got enough aged care at the moment. I know our stuff is getting sorted, but we really need to look at it.
1: Yeah, look, I think that it's it's really important that we make sure that we've got access to facilities in rural Queensland. We have always talked about regional ecosystems. Like, you can't just have agricultural properties that operate in isolation of their towns. And so, you know, the work we've been doing over the last few years is trying to support... That we've got the facilities, you know. I talk about ageing in place, ageing in community. It, it's also a health. You've got to be able to support those people with health services. This is this is a whole sort of thing, and it and it is about um, being appropriate. We know that there's real benefits from having intergenerational wisdom and um, sharing of information across generations, and so it's important that we actually provide those facilities and I think remove stress for people who are living in those communities as well. It's just another stress for the next generation manage that part of it too.
0: So lo- long-term, how, how do we get it sorted? Is it in collaboration with the governments or do you have to do it standalone?
1: No, look, I think it has to be in collaboration. These are there's a facilities that need to be provided, but I think we need to have flexibility about what services are available. Yeah, it's very difficult to access. Uh, services to support people to stay on properties and in small communities. And the more remote you become, the more difficult it is to provide that sort of care. Um, And then in aged care facilities, attracting the staff and keeping those staff is really critical as well. So it it has to be a partnership thing with both state, federal and local governments. I I really think rural and regional need to be a focus. We can't keep aggregating people into large centres. We lose so much benefit to the community, but we also create um, you know, it's difficult for the other generations to stay connected and to provide that other bit of care that's required from families if you're constantly having to travel to provide that care.
0: Um, yeah, well said. Talk to me about um, the, the ag repair bill. Um, I, I'm obviously, you know, a little bit skeptical about <laughs> yeah. a lot of things. And but Georgie, obviously, you guys are really working overtime behind the scenes. Where are we at with with the ag repair yeah, bill?
1: That, that was this nature repair bill. I mean, to start with the name, really concerns us that we're talking about having to repair.
0: Hundred um, percent.
1: Yeah. So the, the committee is receiving submissions up until the first of June, and obviously, AgCARE is working really hard on our submission for that. The thing that I think is is critical is that this is a this is a really big conversation when you go and read some of the amendments to, to legislation, bringing in biodiversity and those sorts of things. It is a piece that I feel like AgForce has been preparing for for some time. We've got the information and the facts. And one of the things that we've been working on um, with the, the AgCare evaluation is actually really making sure that we are getting people prepared to talk about their natural capital, talk about um, what biodiversity assets they have, understand what values they've got in the land, the air and the water that they're managing, and to actually be really, um, I guess, positive about that That's the language of nature repair really does concern me and I'll keep being concerned about that, but we absolutely have to step up to this conversation and step into the, the space of the submission and hopefully we'll get to also speak to the committee. Um, but certainly through NFF we'll be working on that as well. It, it yeah, we can't just let these things ride on. They, we could ignore it, but at our peril, dollar this is, um, this will happen and, we need to make sure that we are at the table and we are constantly being managed. It's not needing to be repaired. We have been managing sustainably for the production of food and fibre for generations. And we will continue to do that and continue to improve um, based on what we know, um, what science shows us, what we can, how we can respond to the landscape.
0: Yeah, quite, quite well said. And, and I just hope that they're willing to listen to people like yourself who can absolutely can absolutely um, make a difference and not go down their own rabbit hole with that. Um, Georgie, when, when we're talking about all these kind of things, we we never really touch on the mental health of the agricultural industry. Farmers' mental health is such a priority. Um, we, we, we understand all these things, their added stress, plus the outside factors. Is AgForce doing... Uh, They're doing enough, but is AgForce making it aware enough to the government just how important that factor is? Because the government don't, Mm. uh, on both sides, don't really seem to be contributing enough money towards mental health, which is a a rising, rising problem at the moment.
1: Yeah, and look, the report last week that National Farmers Federation did with um, Norco, some really concerning things. Queensland statistics are slightly better, but it's still, I think it's really concerning. I guess I've got the other hat of also being on the RFDS board in Queensland. And one of the things I really love, one of the projects that we have there is Wellbeing Out West, which, as you know, is is funded by um, the Ride West team. And they've done an amazing job. And we've actually put somebody on in Charleville as well this year. And that sort of wraparound wellbeing that is available no matter when is the important thing to me. One of the things that concerns me is we kind of go, oh, there's a drought. We need to bring some people in. Oh, there's a flood. We need to bring some people in. And what I actually think is that living in rural communities, we need support week in, week out. There are always challenges we're dealing with. Um, There are things happening in our communities that impact on us mentally because we are so closely connected to each other. And and um, there's a few things here, but I do think it's about providing support year-round across the state. And so it it is one of the things that I'm really quite passionate about trying to provide. And so AgCourse has certainly been trying to push that after, yes, we have been and, and one of the challenges is that funding funding is linked to occasions of care or people turning up for an appointment and what Wellbeing Out West is able to do is to provide that low intensity, um, are able to be called on and provide that wraparound service still with clinical support and governance, but not funded um, by, by government, funded by philanthropy, by people's donations and companies who've got behind the bush and I think the reality is that some of our most responsive and leading services will show government that that's the way that we need to be providing this low-intensity support. The, the thing that really also concerned me about um, the wellbeing report last week that came out is um, farmers not feeling – I use farmers in inverted commas because we've got a lot of graziers and, and producers and things up here um, – not feeling valued by community, and I think that's a big part. That it is one of the things that I think we identified it um, in Rockhampton the other day for AgForce about how we tell our story more, that how we're valued. Yeah. Um, because I do think farmers are trusted; they just don't feel it, and so we've got to we've got to do more work around that.
0: Can I ask? Yeah, and well said. Um, you're in Rockhampton, and, and you're obviously prioritising your policies. What What are the big things? If we, if we're honest, what are the big priorities for AgForce at the moment?
1: Yes, yeah, so when we met in Rockhampton the other week, we um, we landed on seven, and there's, there's plenty more, but the, the seven top ones it's around biosecurity, trade and market access, uh, land use, competition, and rights protection, uh, the workforce, so supply retention, um, vegetation management reform. Um, agribusiness and environmental sustainability and then telecommunications infrastructure. So things that really, you know, I look at those and think they impact on every commodity. Um, They impact on our lives in all sorts of different ways. You know, you and the biosecurity is also linked to trade and market access. You know, your land use competition, there's a lot of competition for ag ag land at the moment when we look at um, renewables and those sorts of things as well. So it's not just the traditional land use, um, and then, obviously, trying to reform the Vegetation Management Act as well. You know, cont- they're, they're pretty big challenges. But that'll be the that's the work plan for the next two years for AgForce. That starts in July. With there'll be a call out for new committees for people to actually put their hand up to be on committees to support those seven priorities, and that will be focused on.
0: Yeah, well said, Georgie. Great to chat. Appreciate your time. Uh, have a great week, and we'll catch up again shortly. Georgie Somerset uh, is AgForce president, and obviously. The, this ag repair bill is something that everybody's talking about. It is a concern. Um, the fact that the wording of it shows that they're not prepared at this moment to even collaborate, but we are working over and uh, tight and a lot of work is going on behind the scenes to try and make sure that there's a better understanding of where they're going with it. Thanks so much for being with us this morning.
1: Thanks very much. I'll catch up soon.
0: Good on you, Georgie Somerset. We'll take a break, come back with more. This is Rural Queensland Today on the Resonate Broadcast Network. It's Tuesday morning, the 11th of April across rural Queensland today.